0: I'm Margo, and I'm 15. Student. 911, what's your emergency? I'm calling to report a missing person. Okay, who is this regarding? My daughter. I'm the detective assigned to your daughter's case. I need to know how everything unfolded. Understood. I think we're gonna go late, like, all night. One, after a steady session, Margot didn't return home. Margot Kim. School has her marked as absent today. Two, she didn't attend school on Friday. My daughter is in a lesson with you right now. Margot canceled her classes six months ago. And three, she's been transferring funds for the last six months. We'll handle the ground investigation. But as a parent, you can help us with who your daughter talks to. Is that something you can do? Yes. Do you mind answering some questions for me to help? I did see her eat lunch alone. On Thursday? Every day. You don't think she's involved with anything serious. I know my daughter. We're not really that
1: close. She has friends, right? Kind of. Why did you invite her to study group? Trying to get into Berkeley next year.
0: When was the last time you
1: saw her? She did not run away. Local team has been missing since last Thursday. She made a transaction of $2,500. I know my daughter. Where were you? The
0: night my daughter went missing. I know my daughter. Look
1: into her behavior also.
0: She gets a fake ID. I know my daughter. daughter. This is her keychain. was oh, my best friend. You broke his jaw. I know my daughter. I'm trying to help you find my daughter. I didn't know her. I didn't know my daughter. <laughs>
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne and today I am joined by co-writer and producer from the upcoming film Searching. sebohanian how are you? How you doing? Thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, hey, what's up, Dwayne? Great to be here, dude. This is really, really cool. Yeah, man. It's a it's honestly a pleasure to have you on the show. We were so surprised when you agreed to come on the show. I'm so excited to get into the movie. This movie is just making waves all over the place. So it's like, tell me tell me what it's like to see all of the praise online and stuff like that. I know you guys, what I love about you guys and the, uh, the team behind this film is that you guys are acknowledging everyone who's acknowledging the movie, you know? And... Like, on, like, through Twitter and stuff like that, I see you guys always comment and reply and stuff like that, which is cool for people like us who know, like, wow, they actually saw that we enjoyed their film, you know what I mean? Man,
0: I, I mean, you have to put into perspective for us, right? I mean, this is a film that had no guarantees whatsoever of ever even being seen, let alone be, you know... Let alone having the response that we've seen so far from audiences, you know, right. it, it, was, it was an incredibly risky film to make. I mean, just to, just to list a couple of the things, you know, our director, Anish
1: um, Chaganti, had never directed a feature film before. Yeah, I saw Anish that. And I
0: wrote the script together. We had never written a script before. Um,
1: wow. The
0: style of filmmaking that we were trying to make, you know, this is not the first movie that's taken place on devices or screens, mm-hmm. but... I would argue that it, it is the first movie that has tried to do what we try to do with it, which is to try and make it a bit more of a cinematic experience.
1: That's what it felt an like. That's what exactly and, what it felt like, too, you know, when I was watching it. It's, like, really, really incredible. Um so, so, you
0: know, we spent over two years working on this film, with the majority of that time being in a tiny, 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 little, tiny room that we were editing the film in with... Myself, Anish, our producing partner Natalie Kasabian, and our two editors, Will Merrick and Nick Johnson, mm-hmm. and we were hoping that one day we could screen the movie in another small room, maybe with a five audience members watching.
1: Right. Wow. We never ended wow. premiering at Sundance and having this wide release thanks to Sony. So, so th-
0: to answer your question, we are yes, we are so grateful, and of course, anytime somebody's talking about our movie, whether it's good or bad, we'll always be there mm-hmm. and just grateful just grateful that people got a chance
1: to see it at all. Right, right, exactly. And it's been like um I saw so I forget which Sony movie I was seeing a few months back and I saw that the trailer had come on the screen and I was like ooh, you know, because like what really hooked me on the trailer, right, was just I don't I don't I don't think it was actually Deborah's mess Deborah Messing's voice, but that damn operator I was just like that's that that's giving me the creeps right now. Just the operator alone, like letter, like let it, you know, saying all these things that's going on with um yeah. with uh with uh where like the daughter's whereabouts and everything. Like just that hooked me alone. And I when I watched the trailer, that's my favorite part. Um, you know, you know what's crazy by the way. When yeah, we were writing the script, Anisha and
0: I. This is like I'm talking like mm, April twenty sixteen. So you're referring to, like, early in the movie when David Kim, you know, John Cho's character, calls the police, a detective, yeah. played by Deborah Messing, uh, Detective Rosemary Vick, gets assigned to the case, and she at one point lists, let me get this straight, one, you know,
1: your daughter yeah, was lost. Yeah, I seen. was like, Oof, like She you. hadn't
0: been attending your piano classes.
1: Three, yeah. She was
0: as we were writing that scene, I remember Anish and I were like, yo, you know what would be really sick is if one day somebody makes a trailer out of this movie and they use this, as a, and, like, we literally like were imagining in our wildest dreams, like having a trailer of this movie in which somebody like, edited together that voiceover. And when when Sony showed us the trailers a couple months ago and
1: that was what they used, we were we just looked at each other like dang dude. I know, amazing. it's like I love, I love that that like stood out to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like you probably like sitting there like this is surreal that it's happening because I write scripts myself, so it's like like I picturing stuff like that as I, I completely understand when you're like you guys are picturing it and then like to have it shown right there in front of you was probably amazing because I had just um I just watched uh, over the weekend, Crazy Rich Asians, um, which was great, another great movie, I just watched that, and, um, the tr- before as, it's crazy cuz before the movie started the last trailer to show was for searching and then like I re- remember and then that the one thing from the the trailer's awesome but the one thing that stands out is the operator's voice because everyone gets quiet because everyone's wanting to listen to what she's saying everyone's trying to piece the clues together and stuff like that so that was like really cool to see to watch everyone like react to the trailer and stuff like that you know
0: That is, you're you're nailing it. That's exactly what we were hoping for, and the fact that you had that response is just, it, it, we can't even talk about that. It's so it's so unreal to us.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, let's get into some questions. So, basically, um, what? So, okay, I'm sure everyone's like fear when they're when they're like releasing a film or writing a film, and then when it actually goes to release um, no one's expecting the react, the reactions that, um, you would get for it. So, so far, everything is pretty good for the movie as far as critics, critics and fans. So describe what that means to you. Sorry, describe what exactly means? Uh, the, uh, the high praise from the movie from, um, critics and fans. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, it means everything, man. I mean, you know, we, we, feeling we had made a good movie, I won't lie, you know, part, part of our process in, in putting this film together was, mm-hmm. from the very core development of it, we knew that it was going to be this really unconventional experience watching this film, mm-hmm. so we did everything in our power to make sure that the story, the underlying story, would be very traditional and kind of like a classic mystery whodunit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in that process of ensuring that that final product would be like a a classic film that audiences would come to and enjoy we did a lot of testing we, we would bring like 20 20 friends or 10 friends at a time We would screen the rough cut of the movie to them we'd lock the door and we would ask them probably like three hours worth of questions like 200 plus questions wow. did this work did you like that moment and did you were you surprised by that twist and mm-hmm. did you see this coming and, and stuff like that all kind of like Feedback that we would internalize and then make new versions of the movie that would hopefully be closer and closer to a movie that audiences would like. So by the time we were having our premiere, we had a feeling we had we had made a good movie, but you just never know.
1: Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. When we
0: screened the movie uh, at Sundance, which is which is an honor in and of itself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was personally like racked with anxiety. Like I was like, oh, this is not working. Uh, everyone who's watching the movie right now is like laughing at the movie where mm-hmm. everyone can see the ending coming from a mile away we really did it bad like all those like all the stress of working on this thing for almost three years kind of like manifested itself in that way and basically uh we were blown away you know people love the movie and people you know we won that audience award and we won a couple of other awards and we right. the fact that you know came in and took a chance on the film and oh, you know, we've traveled the world at this point and showed it to so many audiences in so many parts of the globe, it never gets old, you know? Like, I, I wish I could say we're like those seasoned filmmakers that are not reading every review and every letterbox comment and mm-hmm. every 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 tweet about the film, but that's not true. We are, you know? Like, we're, we just feel so lucky and grateful that we could ever even, A, make this movie, B, finish the movie, C, like, show it to the audiences around the world, that we're, we're forever going to be like... Um, out of her mind's just feeling lucky and blessed and 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 soaking in every moment
1: of it right that's a that's honestly amazing to know. and it's like it's kind of like um humbling to know that you were so nervous going into Sundance and stuff like that, you know, to see the response from people. and it's like you know, coming from my experience last week, um last week when I like I went to the screening on Thursday here in Boston. And um, there was a couple of screenings that we were we were like we were able to get into, but we just never had like the time to go to them. It was like one in June, and then there was one like a few weeks ago, and then I was finally able to go to the one last week, and it was like a flooded line too. So they had a line that like. What? Yeah, it was like a flooded line at the screening outside, and then I went inside. Um, I usually go to screening, so I usually try to get there early as I can. So um, there was a line outside, and then we got inside. By the time we got upstairs and I got my seat um, and stuff like that, there was just like another line forming outside of people who can get into the press seats that, wasn't, that were like open and available. So clearly there's like something about the movie that's just drawing a bunch of fans, which I think is really good and it's gonna really like, it's gonna really just help this film in the long run and it's like, it's insane to just realize and stuff like that, so that's amazing here and hearing your side of everything so like, and again, so another question, um, so describe, uh, you don't have to go into like, like, like exact details of how you guys did it, but it, describe the main like Process of coming up with the uh, story for the movie.
0: Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how this whole film came together. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things was it was a it was a assignment in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: we, uh, you know, Timor's company asked Anish and I to pitch them a short film, and we pitched searching, and then that led them to asking us to redo it as a feature, which took some convincing, but we were able to come around. For us, the challenge of telling a story on a computer screen was a big one.
1: And right.
0: what drew us to this particular storyline was we realized that the best, you know, what do we use our computers for, right? What, what's the whole point of the internet?
1: Just social in- media, yep.
0: Social media, right? But what is all of that? It's information. You go mm-hmm. on your computer to do two things. You communicate and you like look stuff up.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's That's exactly right.
0: What better story to set on this kind of conceit than a story about a family that has a serious issue with communication, right? These Mm -hmm. devices are meant to connect all of us. So why not add that conflict of having it be about a family that's disconnected already? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we came up with the characters. And then as far as the plot, like, again, we use computers to look stuff up. You go on Google to find information. You you know, any number of websites or where you can, like, entertain yourself you can learn things you can it's all about information so what kind of genre is about information um it's not action movies it's not horror
1: movies it's not comedies but it's mysteries a
0: mystery film is what it's like you're trying to learn information you have red herrings wrong leads and you know like all these things like can play out on a mystery and it feels huge so we realize that if it's a story about somebody trying to find out information well what if it's a story about a father who's trying to find their missing child but right as they start looking for her they realize that he didn't lose his child a few days ago he lost her years ago and the yeah. only way he's going to find out where she is is if he can find out who she is right and that was kind of the or that was like the thought process and then once we kind of came up with that you know it was um you know a, a, a huge part of why we even took on the challenge was when we came up with the opening sequence mm-hmm. and with that too much you know the movie as you know opens with this five minute montage that's very reminiscent of pixar's up we kind of call it a uh, pixar's up meets a google commercial
1: yeah yeah seriously though
0: (laughs) right right we 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 came up with this concept of like trying to disarm audiences right from the get-go people who might watch this film kind of like yourself i think like having some skepticism of like is this even gonna work Mm -hmm. and having what's hopefully not only like a cinematic opening montage but something that's really emotional to, um, you know, to just kind of disarm them and like make them realize you're about to watch something that's going to be emotional, it's going to have you be invested in the characters and most importantly hopefully these first five minutes when people forget that what they're watching is happening on screens, we knew that we can tell the story that covers these themes of family We could tell a story that has a plot that's really engaging and twisting and, and you know, twisting and turning. But if we can ground all of that with emotion, hopefully we can elevate what would otherwise be potentially considered
1: as a relatively gimmicky concept. So that that was all the thinking that went into coming up with the story. Yeah, that's like, I love what you said about, like, he has to, like, he has, he had to, like know he had to he had to like actually get to know her first before he found her which is really good it's really great to know because like it goes by with the trailer at the end of the trailer he's like i never knew her and I, I didn't know my daughter and stuff like that and that's just like throughout the movie you really get the sense of that and why while he thinks she's doing all these things and she's hanging out with all these people he just he's completely wrong and her you know he just like found out that her life was just so much more different than what what it was. In the beginning of the movie, yes, I really really enjoyed that part. It was like it was it was it was tear jerky a little bit because like, you know, every people who's like who's gone through that type of thing kind of can relate to that in a way in a really, really like an emotional level. So that was like really that was such a such a good scene, such a good moment for the movie, because I honestly going into it wasn't expecting us like, you know, the, the movie to open up like that. I assumed the movie was just going to hit you. This is happening now. Let's start the search. I it, it opened up. Telling us about this family and the dynamic of the family, and that was like really great to to watch. And I just enjoyed the father daughter, the father daughter relationship throughout the movie, and how you learn about their life. It's just really really good to me as well, and I enjoyed watching that too and being a part of that in a way. Thank um, you, man. Yeah, it was kind of something
0: that we we figured we, we're going to market this movie as a thriller, but we're going to start off by surprising
1: people with this with this. With this, with this punch, basically, right? So glad he had that effect on you, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, cause like he, um, cause like literally, this is all he has left, and he's just this is like you know, so he just he's got to do whatever he does, and John Cho just like I in my in, in my review for the movie like John Cho was just amazing in this film, really really good in this film, like he he like he put he just gave away he like um. He showed he he really made us believe in what was like actually happening and happening and not not at one there wasn't one moment in the film and I was taken out of it from like his performance I believed that he was literally looking for his daughter you know yeah. what I mean so that's it was great to watch that too um, so what was the um what was like What made you guys want to focus so much on technology? And before you answer this question, like, I basically asked what made you guys want to focus so much on the use of technology and how it affects us. I, before you answer that question, I, there's a part in the movie where, um, he's, I won't give away any spoilers. It's kind of hard to, but there's a part in the movie where he's, um, he's he's like kind of skyping all of the people that's on her friends list and none of them know her and i'm just that is so like that's such a spitting image of how facebook really is because you have all these friends but do you really talk to all these people you know on facebook and stuff like that or on instagram or whatever and i thought that was really that was really cool as well so describe your um describe the reason why you wanted to to focus on technology and stuff like that, in the for the for the movie. Yeah, sure,
0: I mean, it comes it comes from our desire to make the film feel justified in the conceit. You know, we didn't want to tell a mystery movie that that happened to take place on computers. We wanted that to feel justified and inherent to the overall story. So, um, you know. And I'm trying to be very careful, obviously, about spoilers yeah, also, yeah, but
1: yeah. It, it has, you know, the root of the problem has
0: to be the internet in a lot of ways, right? Like, we wanted to tell a story in which his daughter goes missing and the culprit is the internet. Like, it's some something happened on her computer, something happened on the internet, he just has to figure out what. But at the same time, we, we wanted to make it clear that this isn't like a condemnation condemnation of technology like this isn't us saying tech is all evil and bad like you might have seen in other movies or like for example black mirror the tv show right. at the same time while the tech is responsible for margo's plight it's also exactly the way david is using you know david needs the technology he needs to master the internet to find his daughter and i think one of my favorite things that you can experience as you watch the film and you know i, I mean we were kind of inspired by a lot of video games to be totally frank and the story is that like David gets
1: better at the internet <laughs> throughout the movie. Right, and so, right. Like, what he does in the third act is kind of like his final exam, like using
0: everything he learned <laughs> over the course of the movie to like try and help figure out what happened to his daughter. Um, I mean, again, that that was kind of all the stuff that we were thinking about uh, in developing it.
1: Trying to be spoiler free, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, I I completely understand because it was it was hard for me to be spoiler free during the review. Um, I know and they're appreciated that. <laughs> um, yeah, because even like uh, yeah, I I hate spoilers, so I'm just like, you know, no spoilers, please people. Go out and watch the movie. But it's just like you know it, it's funny that you say that it's like a video game because he's starting to learn how to use and i realize it's funny now thinking about it by the third act this guy is like he's like a whiz on this computer he's like he's he's tripling windows and he's going to this screen and that screen and dragging this to this place i'm like this is hilarious this is awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm like and and in the beginning he's like how do you what's this part and that part and by the end he's like whoop 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 and everything is like you know he gets it and he's like because he's on a mission he has stuff to do so one of the um okay so one of the important one of the big questions that i wanted to ask um second to last question and then i'll let you go but um one of the big question i wanted to ask was that you used an asian family as the focal point of the movie um, so, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, with, um, with t- two movies so far in the last couple of weeks, uh, that are focusing on Asian families this summer, like, tell us about, tell us what, like, representation in Hollywood really means to you, and why is it important, like, for now, in 2018?
0: It's important, man. I mean, we shot this film two years ago, and we had no idea we would ever be, You know, coming out in theaters a week or two after Crazy Rich Asians. I think that's one of those beautiful
1: coincidences or fate or
0: whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, I mean, it's hashtag Asian August, which is such a beautiful thing. Anish is Indian American. I'm Armenian American. Mm -hmm. You know, our other producer is Armenian. Our financiers are Russian. Our crew
1: is the most diverse looking group of people you can ever imagine. When we we go on on location scouts. people who would say to us, like, well, are you guys the United Nations? Because <laughs> we'd just be rolling
0: up with, like, <laughs> twenty, you know, everyone representing every color and creed and, and, and orientation. Um, it was never, I wish I could tell you that we had put together a, a, a blueprint or a plan that, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to make a movie that's going to be, you know, unconventional in so many ways, obviously, like, the screen element of it, but also we're going to make a statement by casting Asian Americans for this role, it wasn't that thought out in our minds. We just love John Cho. We know we all grew up watching films that were thrillers and action
1: movies that always starred people that didn't necessarily look like us. Exactly. Um, right. I think
0: there's a time and I think movies should exist that are about diversity and representation and race. And I've made a couple of those movies, including my first movie, Fruitvale Station that I co-produced.
1: Oh, um, I never even knew that. Wow.
0: Yeah. 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 That, that was my first time working on a feature film at a film school. Uh, I co-produced that film with Ryan
1: Coogler. That is my, like my- amazing because, like, look where the both of you guys are right now. It's like you go from Fruitvale Station, was a which is a phenomenal movie. I own it upstairs, oh, <laughs> and cool. to Thank go, you. yeah, to go from Ryan Coogler directing Black Panther and then you guys produce, um, writing and producing uh, Searching. It's like it's yeah, incredible. You
0: know what's really cool about that film, by the way, every single person involved on that movie in front of the camera and behind the camera, everyone is doing so well, man.
1: Yeah, like, right. My
0: fellow producers on that movie are making groundbreaking independent films or directing big studio movies. Um, all the actors are like starring in TV shows or movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like our DPs. I mean, everyone involved in that movie has had such an illustrious career since. It's almost like that was something about that film. It's probably just Ryan being our director. But um, I'm digressing here. Thank you for the kind words. My point with that statement, though, is that I think films like Fruitvale are important because we need to shed light and 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 have films that say something about diversity that are about that. I don't think searching is one of those movies. I think the beauty of what we try to do with searching is we cast John Cho as a result of John Cho being in the film. Mm-hmm. We cast the family around as, as being other Korean Americans, people who aren't necessarily name actors, at least not yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the movie never comments on that. It literally has nothing to do with them being korean or asian
1: exactly and that
0: was, yeah that was of it. and, and the, our hope is that 10 years from now if anybody ever looks at searching and, and they might say well what was the big deal like i don't understand why was this film talked about as being a groundbreaking movie starring asians because the hope is that in the future that um we see more representation on screen, and it's not a big
1: deal. Right. It's, exactly. Know, we need Black Panthers, and we need the Crazy Rich Asians, and we need all those films. But the
0: hope is that you know, movies that would star any other you know, for lack of a better term, like Caucasian actor, can star actors of different you know ethnicities and colors, and it's just you know, as if it was no different. Um, right. that, that was kind of
1: that was our kind of our, our optimistic goal. Right. I I love that like viewpoint from that um aspect. I really do. <laughs> Um, it's amazing just hearing you talking about stuff like that, you know? So it's like, um, last and final question before I let you go. Um, so today the, uh, the group and I revealed our top movies of summer 2018. So wh- I know you probably had a busy summer, but if you caught any, uh, movies this summer, what are some of your favorites from this summer? Oh man, I got to think about that because I've seen so many movies. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh give me one second. I'm I'm actually still kind of reeling from a TV show that I just watched. Did you mm-hmm. watch Sharp Objects? Oh my god, I keep hearing about this show and I want to watch it my, so man, bad. That is, that is so it, it hasn't left me, man. Sharp wow. Objects. I, about
0: any movie I saw, I mean, I I
1: loved Crazy Rich Asians. I loved mm-hmm. um sorry to bother you. That was really uh, good too, yo. Uh, I mean, I feel like my, I mean, I've been kind of doing the searching thing the past couple months, so everything else is drawing a blank, but those are the last two movies I saw. Yeah, um, yeah. Sharp Objects is, like, insanely good. Wow. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, a minds. Writing always tends to kind of cover family dynamics, whether mm. it's our
0: short that we did before searching, searching, obviously, and our next film is going to definitely cover... Uh, a family dynamic as well in a much darker way than we've ever done probably or ever will do mm-hmm. so is kind of like it was it was like heaven watching every episode we, natalie and i my producer partner, we'd watch it every week and now we're really sad that it's over
1: yeah um, i i gotta get then. on that wagon because like i'm hearing so i'm seeing so much good praise and good things hearing so much good things about it i gotta get on that show <laughs> um, that's awesome to hear that you're you know, you're know, still working on another project and stuff like that I'm so excited to see eventually when it comes on the big screen and all that stuff um, so Sev, thank you for coming on the show and just talking about the movie and stuff like that, hearing your excitement makes me want to go watch this movie two more times and stuff yeah. like that in a theater it's been such a pleasure, thank you thank you, thanks for having me bro And, guys, remember that the searching wide release is in theaters this weekend in wide release. Catch it at a theater near you. Support movies like this because it was really a really good movie. Thank you, guys, for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.